when you are too restrictive, you end up having this rebound where then you're not restrictive enough. And paradoxically, you actually don't really make much progress. Welcome to The Mindset Diet, the show that will teach you how to stop getting in your own way and start losing weight, feeling better, and becoming the best version of yourself. My name is Iman, I'm a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach, and I run an online coaching business where my amazing team and I coach women through losing weight without restrictive dieting or excessive exercise. Hey there, welcome to episode six of the Mindset Diet. I cannot believe I've already recorded six episodes of this podcast. You know, I hope to have 600 recorded, if not more, but it's just wild to me because I waited so long to start this podcast, even though I had clients telling me to start it, friends and family telling me to start it. It took one of my mentors who I really look up to being like, you need to start this right now. I met with him back in September and he was like, if you don't have this done by the end of the year, I'm going to be really pissed. (laughs) So I was like, all right, I really need to get my shit together and I need to start recording this podcast. And so far the feedback has been incredible, which I really, really appreciate. Um, You know, I cannot thank you enough for listening and for, you you know, talking to me about how it resonated with you. If you've done that, I really, really appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. And if you're enjoying this podcast so far, I would really, really appreciate if you could leave me a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening, because I'm pretty sure that will help more people see the podcast and hopefully help me get in between the ears of more people and help more women on their weight loss journey. All right, now that I've got the mushy part out of the way, let's start to get into the topic of today's podcast, which is the cycle of self-sabotage. You know, I've talked to hundreds and hundreds of women between the women that I personally coach, the women that my assistant coaches coach, and, you know, people that I've just talked to on the internet or in person or whatever. And when I'm talking to these women and I ask them, you know, what's your biggest struggle on your weight loss journey? Why are you not where you want to be? I cannot tell you how many times people come back to me and they say, I'm just, you know, I'm always sabotaging myself. I'm stuck in this cycle of self-sabotage. So quite candidly, this is a topic that I've been meaning to bring up for a while on the podcast, but obviously I'm only six episodes in and I've had very important things to say. But the reason that I'm recording a podcast on self-sabotage today in particular is because yesterday I had a conversation with one of my clients and it reminded me of how relevant this topic is and how I need to remind everyone of what this looks like on their weight loss journey and how to escape this cycle of self-sabotage. So that's what we're going to dig into today. We're going to talk about what that cycle looks like, and I'm going to teach you how you can escape the cycle. So yesterday I had a client call with one of my clients. She is by far one of the hardest working people I have ever met. She has overcome a lot of obstacles in her life, and she's struggling a little bit with her mentality on her weight loss journey right now. She was you know, partaking in some, I guess, very unproductive behaviors before we started working together. And we've had to go through a really intense healing journey with her. We've had to get her to eat more food and it's just been very difficult for her to go through. So I'm sitting there, I'm talking to her, I'm trying to empathize with her. And I was like, you know what, let's take a step back. 
what were you doing before you met me? Like, why are you in this cycle where you have these days of eating that are relatively, you know, normal? They're, you're eating a normal amount of calories and then you have two or three days of the week where you're eating like double what you're eating on those days. And so she was telling me about what she was doing with her previous macro coach, which I didn't even know she had a coach before me. And she was saying that that previous coach had her at 1300 calories and was very strict, like telling her day in and day out, you need to stay under 1300, you need to stay under 1300. Now for context, when I personally calculated this client's maintenance calories, she should be able to eat about 2200 calories, give or take, without gaining or losing weight. So this previous coach had her in what could have been a thousand calorie deficit, which is way too much. You know, normally we recommend that if people are going to do a fat loss phase and go into a deficit, that they cut their calories by about 300 to 500 calories. So this previous coach had her doubling the amount of calories that she needed to take out to see weight loss. So back to what I asked her, I asked her like, can you talk to me a little bit about what your eating behavior looked like before we started working together? And she was very open and honest about it, which I really appreciate. She said, you know, I was basically stuck in this cycle where I was eating about 1300 calories a day, but it was incredibly difficult for me to sustain that. She's a very active individual. She loves working out. She loves, you know, recreational sports and all sorts of stuff. And so she was, you know, basically white knuckling her way through this diet, trying to eat 1300 calories a day. And as she was explaining it to me, I could see like the pain on her face. She's like, I just could not sustain that amount of calories. And so I would eat that amount of calories. I would white knuckle my way through it because she's a very disciplined person. And then, you know, it would just break for her. It was, something would be the, you know, the straw on the camel's back and she would have this sort of like insane overfeeding day where she'd eat double or triple the amount of calories that she was eating the day before. And so this conversation really reminded me of this topic that I talk about with my clients a lot. And I call it the paradox of restriction, where we're super, super restrictive with either our calories or the types of foods we can eat, or, you know, perhaps being too intense in the gym or things along those lines. And then essentially we rebel because what we're doing is so uncomfortable, so painful and so unsustainable that our body and our minds are like screaming at us to stop doing it. And so when you are too restrictive, you end up having this rebound where then you're not restrictive enough and paradoxically, you actually don't really make much progress. You think that by being super restrictive, you're going to see really good results and you might do that for a little while. However, the irony in the situation is that when you rebound or rebel, you literally go off the rails and undo any of the progress that you may have made when you were so restrictive with yourself. So of course with that client, I talked through trying to hit, you know, a consistent amount of calories every single day, trying to let herself have, you know, a slice of cake when she was craving it or something along those lines and not saving it all for one day because, you know, that that triggers the mental self-sabotage of like, well, I had a piece of chocolate and, you know, I'm so bad for that. I'm going to have this piece of chocolate. It makes me a bad person. Well, if I'm a bad person, I might as well just go crazy and, and have cake and have ice cream and have almond butter straight out of the jar and that's what ends up leading to these crazy overfeeding sessions when in reality had you just let yourself indulge in some of those foods during the week just during a normal day you wouldn't feel the need to go crazy on the weekends or whatever other day you know a celebratory day or whatever day it is you choose to kind of go off the rails 
Now, aside from her telling me this, you know, sparking the idea to record the podcast today about that topic, I was actually reminded of how this self-sabotage cycle showed up for me in my life. So when I was in college, this is when I was most struggling with my disordered eating patterns, and I was very restrictive with myself in college. I used to meal prep and weigh out every gram of food into these little plastic containers, and it didn't matter if I was still hungry after I ate them. That was all I allowed myself to eat. I would meal prep like the leanest, most plain food possible. It would be like, you know, brown rice and turkey meatballs and broccoli and things like that. You know, no sauce, no cheese, nothing. So when I had the opportunity, opportunity to eat, you know, delicious, nourishing food, I went crazy with it because I was so deprived of it in my normal everyday life. So this really showed up for me on a particular trip I took with my girlfriends. We actually had a friend who was studying abroad in London and we decided to go visit her during spring break. Now, thank goodness, we actually left in March of 2020. We made it back like right before the pandemic got really bad. So one of the things I'll be forever grateful for. But so we were planning to go visit her in London and then they all picked that they wanted to go to Budapest as another place to visit while we were there. Because I don't know if you've been to Europe, but it's very easy to travel within countries there. So this plan was to go to London and to Budapest. And I had been abroad before, so, you know, I knew kind of how that whole routine went. But I was particularly excited for this. I was excited to spend time with my friends, excited to go visit the friend who was studying in London because I hadn't seen her like all semester. So I was already looking at this like a vacation. And, you know... When you're in that self-sabotage cycle, a vacation is an excuse to just completely let loose. So that's exactly what I did when I got there. We got there and I, I kid you not, I was eating everything in sight. I wanted every snack food. I wanted every, you know, traditional dish from the country that we were in. I just was eating all the time. I was like, literally, I mean, talking about it right now makes me feel so neurotic, but that's literally what I was. I was super neurotic in that situation. I would look up the reviews of restaurants and I wouldn't want to go anywhere with less than like a 4.5 star review on Google or Yelp because I wanted every food experience to be exquisite because I knew that when I got home to the States, I was going to go back to my restrictive bullshit and I wouldn't be able to enjoy any flavorful or nourishing food. So I got there and like you could probably imagine, I went completely off the rails. I mean, completely off the rails. I was eating nonstop. I mean, my friends probably thought I was crazy. If any of them are listening to this right now, I mean, I don't even think I talked to them about it. I certainly didn't talk to them about it on the trip, although it was affecting me so heavily. But again, looking back on it, I see how deprived I was and how this trip was a, such a great excuse for me in my mind to just go absolutely nuts. And so I was eating, you know, we went to this like food hall, this like outdoor food hall in London, and I must have gotten separate dishes from like three different restaurants because I was just so excited to try all these crazy foods. Same thing in Budapest. I remember I made everyone stop at a McDonald's and I wanted to try like every, you know, international McDonald's dish there because you know how McDonald's has different foods in different countries. And I left that trip just feeling like absolute shit, like physically and mentally, because of course I was just eating the whole time. I was barely even enjoying myself on the trip because I was so focused on getting in more flavorful and delicious food because I never let myself have that in my day-to-day -day life. 
Now I've been talking about extreme examples of, you know, my client and myself, but I'd put money on the fact that you've actually been caught in this sort of cycle at some point on your weight loss journey. So, you know, I see this show up not only in nutrition, but I see it show up in fitness as well. I see it show up as, you know, not going to the gym for like three months and then deciding that you're super frustrated with your body and you don't like how you look or how you feel. So you sign up for like these intense boot camp classes or like, you know, the big muscular, angry looking personal trainer, you sign up with them at the gym and, you know, you decide that you're just going to beat yourself to a pulp in the gym and work off, you know, all of the food you ate and all of the laziness and all of that. And what you end up doing is creating a very poor relationship with exercise, a very poor relationship with yourself and getting caught in that cycle of self-sabotage where you're either not doing anything at all and talking yourself out of doing everything or making excuses for everything, or you're busting your ass in the gym, going absolutely nuts and not giving yourself the proper amount of recovery. And so you, you're not able to string together any sort of consistency because you're, you're swinging the pendulum so far in one direction all of the time. And for many of you, you've been doing this for years. I know I keep breaking up clients that I've worked with, but I think it's, you know, these are such practical examples that I can give you all to help you better understand what I'm trying to communicate. I particularly remember a client that I was training when I was an in-person trainer. Again, she was a super sweet client. She was super hardworking, but you know, the second I got her to consistently show up for workouts, she would show up to the workout and then look me in my eye and tell me that she was going to go get a Starbucks gummy refresher after the workout. And I thought to myself, why would you do that? Not that you can't go have that Starbucks gummy refresher, but why are you building this association between you know, exercising and then rewarding yourself with food. I was talking to one of my assistant coaches at our meeting this this past week and she said one of her clients was doing the same thing. Her client had trained for this big like cardio event that she was doing and then she told that coach like, hey, by the way, I'm gonna go eat a Big Mac after this. Like that right there is the epitome of self-sabotage. So we have to take a moment and we have to ask ourselves like, why does this even happen? Why do people sabotage themselves? It seems so crazy, right? Like, why would you do things that would hurt yourself? That doesn't make any sense. And I have a couple of theories behind this. I want to start with the simplest one, which is just the physical explanation for this, which is that if you are very, very restrictive, you know, your body needs a certain amount of calories to live, but it needs a, a different amount of calories, a higher amount of calories to thrive. And so if you're being incredibly restrictive, if you're depriving yourself, your body's going to do what it needs to to convince you to eat more calories. This showed up for me in the fact that my mind and my body had me craving food so badly on that trip that I was binging on that trip all the time with my friends. You know, it's the same situation with my client I told you about earlier where she was so restrictive, 1300 calories day in and day out. Her body and her mind were like, you need more food. You need to eat more. And that showed up for her as well as a binge. So if you find yourself engaging in this self-sabotage behavior quite often, you need to take an honest look at where your calories are at. If you've never tracked your calories before, I highly recommend downloading an app like MyFitnessPal or Chronometer or something along those lines to start getting an understanding of where your calories are at, you know, and understanding if you're eating way too little. 
This is why we actually have all of our clients do a pretty comprehensive metabolic and lifestyle assessment when they start working with us because we want to see where they're at. If they've been dieting all their lives, if they've been stuck in this self-sabotage cycle, we're not going to put them in a diet. We need to build up their metabolism so they can eat more food so that when we do go into a fat loss phase and we take some of that food out, we take some of those calories away, that they're not trying to lose fat by eating a thousand or twelve hundred calories. Now, more interestingly, mentally, I think the self-sabotage cycle can be a little bit more difficult to understand. And, um, you know, I didn't look up a research study to prove this or anything, but again, this is just coming from my experience with myself and with my clients. And I think that for many people, being stuck in this self-sabotage cycle is actually comfortable for them. So what, what do I mean by that? How can that even be possible? You know, Humans do not like change. And if we've been doing something for a certain way for a really long time, even if it's completely unproductive or inappropriate behavior, it's very difficult for us to want to do something else. And so if you've been stuck in this cycle for a while, even if you're not seeing the results that you're looking for, it can be very difficult to get out of it. The other thing is that, and again, this is going to sound wild, but I really do see it show up in my work. You know, I think a lot of people don't actually believe that they deserve the body that they're looking for. They, you know, they have this deep-rooted belief that even if they were 30 pounds lighter or they had more energy or they had more muscle tone or whatever it is that they're pursuing, that they still wouldn't be enough. And so for them, it almost doesn't seem worth it to put in the amount of effort they perceive it will take to get to that because their self-esteem is going to be low either way. So given all of that information, you know, how do we break out of this cycle? The first thing you have to do, and this is to break out of any, you know, bad habit or any type of cycle, is to interrupt the pattern. You need to call yourself out on your bullshit. If you do a hard workout and then you decide that you're going to reward yourself by stopping at Popeye's on the way home... You need to call yourself out on your bullshit and be like, no, I'm not going to build this relationship with food where I believe that I'm just going to, you know, reward myself with food that's not really good for me, that's not really nourishing my body. Now, on top of this, understanding the paradox of restriction that I explained earlier is really going to help you, right? So start by changing the way you talk about yourself and you talk about food, right? Eating a slice of pizza doesn't make you bad. Food has no morality, No food is good or bad, right? We place judgment on food. We place morality on food. Now, of course, I'm not going to advocate that you or any of my clients eat a diet chock full of Twinkies and pizza and soda. Of course not, right? We know that certain foods are more nourishing and more nutrient dense than other foods, but I'm also not going to tell them to completely cut any of those things out of their diet because I don't want them believing that certain foods are good or bad or that eating certain foods makes them good or bad. We have to erase these labels because when you eat a slice of pizza and you tell yourself you're a piece of shit for eating that slice of pizza, you're going to feel like crap. You're not going to want to make any changes. You're not going to believe in yourself. You're not going to believe that you can even make changes in the first place. Thus, you fall back into this cycle. So physically, you need to eat enough. Mentally, you need to call yourself out on your bullshit and stop labeling yourself as good or bad based upon the food that you eat. And last but not least, you need to shift your perspective. You need to look yourself dead in the eye in the mirror. I know it sounds cheesy, but try it and you'll see how powerful this is. Look at yourself in the mirror, look yourself dead in the eye and tell yourself that you can 
do this. You can break out of this cycle. It is not something that you will be trapped in for the rest of your life. And there are numerous resources, myself included, that will help you get out of this. So if you're feeling restricted right now, wherever you're at, you know, if you're on a diet like Optavia or keto that just has you feeling like you're not getting in enough calories or you're cutting out an entire food group or something along those lines, if whatever you're doing right now does not feel like something you could do for the rest of your life, you are at risk of putting yourself in this self-sabotage cycle. You are at risk at falling victim to the paradox of restriction, and you are at risk of not reaching your health and fitness and weight loss goals. So let this episode be a reminder to you that you have to take the time to do this the right way. That may mean spending a few months working on your metabolism to make sure that when you do enter a fat loss phase, you don't have to white knuckle your way through a super low calorie diet. Whatever it is you have to do, I am confident that you can take the right steps to do it. I am confident that you have control over your health and I am confident that you will make the right decisions for yourself and your mind and your body moving forward. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode here. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it all the way through, I really, really appreciate you. Again, I would love it if you could leave a five-star rating or review wherever you're listening to this podcast. You're more than welcome to reach out to me. You can connect with me at builtbybalance underscore Iman on Instagram, or you can search the Female Fat Loss Blueprint on Facebook. That's my private Facebook community, and we'll happily you know, let you in and help you through this because this is a hard thing to work through on your own. And so I want to remind you that myself and my team are here to help you. Thank you so much for listening. I am wishing you wellness and I will see you in the next episode.